welcome to the Hum and the Holler podcast. Hi, Karina. Hi. Look what we're doing together across space and time. Across space and time with a little bit of a country internet lag. <laughs> That's what we got. Yeah. So welcome to the Hum and the Holler, which is our audio podcast companion to the 2021 calendar of small spells also called, conveniently, The Hum and the Holler. We want to just introduce ourselves a little bit and let you know who the artists are behind this and what we'll be doing as you join us through the podcast over the course of the year. So Joe, tell us who you are. Uh, my name is Joe, and I am right now sitting in my house looking out at the hills of Western North Carolina just northwest of Asheville, North Carolina, um, and on eastern Cherokee land. I am a psychotherapist with the rest of my life, and also a new mom, and a, a bit of a of an improv, an informal improv artist, I guess I would say. Like, that's sort of um, one of the things that, that um, fuels me in almost everything that I do, including this podcast. So... You will get to experience firsthand some of my unplanned offerings. <laughs> um, and in the collaboration, I am the painter. Um, we, we come up with ideas together, but I'm the one that, that paints them out. So I think that's good for now. Karina, you want to share a little bit? Yeah. My name is Karina Dross, and I'm currently in my closet in Philadelphia, the closet being the ideal home recording studio for those who don't have one. And uh, Philadelphia is on Lenape Lenny land. Um, in our collaboration, I do the sketching and line work. I, I, I draw the composition most often that my sister then paints. In other parts of my life, I work as an astrologer. I uh, run the uh, website Flax and Gold where I do classes, give readings to international clientele. And one question, Joe, that you did not answer that I put on our script is, how much do you miss your sister right now? Oh, shit. I miss my sister so much right now. See, I'm such an improver. I don't even read the script. <laughs> I miss you so much too right now. Um, Joe and I are used to being able to see each other at least a few times a year and do art retreat together. And now that there's this new baby in our lives, it is particularly hard to not be in physical space with one another. But we do have at least the technology and the willingness to connect in the ways we can. We've got a lot of reasons to do this podcast, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second. But one of them, I think, is to spend more time together and get to be in conversation more. These podcasts will go into more depth on each month's spell and how to work with it, as well as offering you a special audio meditation if you are a Patreon subscriber. And whether you're a Patreon subscriber or not, there will be just a quick look into the astrology of the month as well. So as we take a look at this calendar, the first thing we want to mention is that we have been making calendars of small spells since 2016 and making calendars together since 2012. 
So this is our sixth calendar specifically that is a collection of small spells. And this one's also a little bit different than the previous five that we've made. Yeah, particularly because we we weren't sure if we were going to do this one the same as all of the other ones. We've like we'd been doing it for 5 years. We asked ourselves, do we want to change it up at all? Um and it seemed like we both wanted it to be different but didn't know how and and as we were going into the process, it felt to me like this calendar and then Karina kind of got in with me was like more of a song. And, and I know that's a little abstract, but it just, it had sound in it and it, um, we, we went on a bit of a journey. Karina was very brave in going on this journey that I, that I was suggesting of breaking away. Yeah. I just have to say, you ask me to be brave every single time that we make calendars together and the way that our brains work, (laughs) where I sit down and I, and I think, okay, what do we draw this time? And then Joe comes back at me with, I think this calendar is more of a song, actually. And then my brain breaks. (laughs) I'm like, I can't draw a song. What do you mean? (laughs) But over the years, we've learned to trust this. So instead of freaking out, I say, okay, yeah, I I can be brave. Sure, we're doing a song this year. What does that mean? Yes, that is true. I like to break my sister's brain in this process. And she likes to draw things that are like, and here's where you make translucent water being reflected onto a a crystal stone. Doesn't that sound like fun to do with paint? Um, And it is. I get intimidated and then it turns out to be fun. Anyway, so, so this year was a song. And what we found out is that that means that, that some theme, there's a rhythm and there's a theme to the year. That's what we realized the song the song thing meant is that each of the images um, came to us holding either a hush, a hum, or a holler. And it's not new for our paintings to be categorized in some way. That's partly how we've figured out how to structure previous calendars, but they've always been in different categories. And this year they were audio. So we were just working with sound a lot as we were creating these compositions and as we were thinking about the spells. And what came of that, which is partly why we're doing this podcast, is a lot more musings, a lot more stories, and a lot more of what actually turned out to be a riddle for the year. So here we are figuring this out together. I think often there is this assumption that when an artist makes something, they know exactly what it means. And maybe that's true for other artists, but I have to say in our process, because we collaborate not only with each other, but because we're both witches, we go into trance, we are working with the energies and voices and guidance of many things beyond ordinary reality. Um, There is a way that we channel the images and the words that come through so that when we've made the thing, there can often be this feeling of, yes, this is the right message, this is the right image, but what the hell does it mean? I guess we'll figure it out. And then as we've been writing the blog for the last few years, um, we often have this experience of living into it, as you do when you are turning your calendar pages, of living into the spell of the month and then thinking, oh, that's, that's what it is. That's what this particular spell means for me in this particular time. 
So this podcast is an invitation for you to do that with us and for you to hear how we are being surprised and deepening into the spells over the course of the year as well. I think that's a great segue into January and what it looks like and what it feels like and what we know about it and what we're still going to find out about it. So as we transition to just taking a look at the painting itself, if you have the calendar nearby, if it's handy, you can look at it with us. And if you don't, and if you don't want to look away from what you're doing, maybe you're driving or cooking or doing something else um, that needs your eyes, then we're just going to tell you a story so you can sit back and listen to the description of the painting. So, January, a hush holds. What we are looking at is a lynx crouching in the snow on a sizable sort of mound of snow. And the sky is very watery, grayish, bluish aqua. And the lynx is very soft and gray and furry and has big, enormous, lovely paws. And the shape of the snow that the lynx is lying on sort of mirrors the shape of the lynx itself, which is, as many cats um, know how to do, lying down, restful, and yet possibly about to pounce because there's that one shoulder blade that's up a little bit as though at any moment um, this, this animal could move, even though there's incredible stillness in the posture itself. Did you want to add more to that, Joe? Yeah, when I look at this lynx, I'm really just held by the gaze. I get I get caught in the eye contact with the cat and everything around it is lovely and everything that you mentioned is like there and I can see it, but more than anything, I feel held in the gaze. And, and I also kind of drop down to the language, right? The spell itself, which is down at the bottom of the pile of snow, all spaced out saying a hush holds. And there's just a lot of, there's a lot of, um, riddle in this spell for me. It's like, as soon as I hear the words, a hush holds, I feel kind of snuggled in something protective or, or holding or nice, but I also feel a little edgy. Like, what does that mean? How can a hush hold? What, what's being held? Am I holding? There's a lot of questions. So I feel like in the gaze, there's that same duality, that same sort of riddle. I love that you mentioned the gaze. I think that after after my eye takes in everything that's happening in the image, it just keeps coming back again and again to those eyes, which are the only part, the face of the cat is the only part of the painting where there is a strong contrast between light and dark. So there is these sharp kind of black eyeliner marks around the eyes and these sharp black fur points to the ears and a little bit of black markings on the fur around the face. And all of this has a peaceful, soothing kind of symmetry, but also that feeling of menace you might get if you were really staring down a lynx in the wild, a predator in the snow, possibly hungry, possibly in need. And I think you've perfectly encapsulated the riddle of this particular image with its words, which is, are we dealing with an energy that is comforting or are we dealing with an energy that is challenging? 
or is it both? Yeah. So let's take a look at the words themselves. The words themselves and, and how they how they come into a spell for this month. It's such a wintertime spell. And the hush of winter being held in a, in a hibernating, um, warm, resting state, right? That's part of the feel of this spell. But there's also the the hush or the quiet that might suggest that you're bracing yourself, that that there's actually something maybe scary happening or something too intense to relax. And, and so there's a quietness because of tension and, and you're actually, rather than being held, you're the one holding. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about this too. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about the nervous system and the ways that we regulate when we are perceiving threat. There are two branches to the autonomic nervous system, which is what controls our heart rate and our breathing, our digestion, all of these things that are not uh, under our conscious control necessarily, except for breathing, just by the way. Breathing, we can do both, both ways. But the parasympathetic nervous system is the rest and digest. It is the default. There is no threat. I can eat food, I can relax, I don't need to be alert for predators. And what's happening in your body physiologically is very, very different than when there is a perceived threat. And so when threat enters into the picture, the sympathetic nervous system takes over and activates a series of hormonal changes that can prepare you to fight or to flee. Or there's a few other actions people have been adding over the years, and one of them is freeze. And so it's the freeze response that feels really relevant to this particular spell, not only because we're working with literal freezing conditions in it, snow, ice, but also because there's that feeling of stillness and compression that really correlates to me uh, with that experience of the threat is so big, I must get small and still, which is both a protective maneuver it is a survival strategy, but especially if you are someone who experiences chronic PTSD, or if you've been living through the year we've been living through, honestly, in 2020, you're probably familiar with an extended freeze state of the threat is just ongoing. When do I get to unclench? When can I stop holding this hush? Yeah, this year has been um, an a collective experience of that freeze. And, and one of the reasons that it, that it comes into play is when there isn't anything you can do about it. The, the fight response is a stress response, but it gets you to fight for your protection, fight for your life, fight for your freedom, protect the, you know, it's an action and fleeing is also an action and you get to do something, you get to run. But when you don't have anything to do. There's nothing you can do to get out of the situation that feels perilous. The freeze response comes in and, um, you know, psychologically speaking, it's very regressive. 
Um, when we don't have control over our actions, when we're not able to do something to make ourselves feel better, it, it can bring up so many feelings of being young, of, um, of being helpless and of being dependent. And if you're young and you're helpless and dependent, that's okay when there are safe people and safe conditions holding you. And so part of this spell is maybe a, a wish or a prayer for, for those safe, caring arms somewhere to be holding us. Um, but if you're, if you're scared and you're dependent and you're helpless and there isn't that sense of safety, then your nervous system, you know, your muscles, your body responds by holding and, and by holding attention that's very um, protective and, you know, energetically exhausting, but, but pretty important to our survival. Which brings us to how do you work with this particular spell? When we're talking about tension, when we're talking about trauma, when we're talking about the nervous system that is not in our conscious control, one of the ways I think this spell can be purposed in your life one of the ways you can work with it with intentionality and care is not to take a one size fits all approach of this is this is the energy I must force into my nervous system in this moment or uh, wherever I am I need to change it, but rather to use the spell as a reflection to recognize what is it in you that you need to protect right now and what parts of you might be doing that protective work even if they're exhausted. And so to notice patterns of tension, patterns of depression, patterns of feeling paralyzed, patterns of feeling alone, any of the things that feel difficult in your current situation that might need reflection around how is this an experience of protection for you, even if it doesn't feel good right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything you just said. And, um, I want to bring in that hush because that was such an important part of this spell and such an important part of our little download for it when we were making it is that, you know, we're talking about protective measures that might usually go unseen or unheard. Like they're underneath our normal, level of everyday life where we're talking and listening. Like there's something here that, that almost requires us to be quiet or be slow or somehow enter a hush in order to feel out, um, what's being held. What I want to fill this spell with and fill this message with as we offer it to you guys is a sense that in that hush and in that in that quiet time of you looking into your own holding patterns, that something about that, that hush will actually also be holding you that you can feel held as you're doing it. Which brings us to the question of how to work with a spell that is about protection and comfort and also threat and menace. We want to offer you a few ritual actions and Joe and I have slightly different methods ourselves, and we know that you probably have your own methods that work for you. So we're going to offer you two or three 
and you might make up your own that fits you better as well. But the uh, the role of this ritual in your life, the, the thing you are trying to access, is a deeper wisdom in your own body, in your own lived experience around what parts of you are holding on to something right now in this protective way, like a cat on a mountain of snow where something gorgeous is buried under that snow, something important, something meaningful is buried under that snow right now, and that cat is fucking protecting it. And so there's a piece of you right now that is that cat, and there is a piece of you right now that is under that snow. And this is a spell that will help you recognize which of these do I need to be working with? Am I leaning into my strong protective energy and my fierceness? Or am I allowing myself to relax and melt a little bit more? One ritual action that I recommend is that if you're in a cold climate, you might want to go out into the cold, if this is available to you, and feel the way that your muscles tense, and feel the way that you brace against the cold. And if you're somewhere where it's snowing, you might even want to bury a part of your body in the snow for a minute, just your feet with your shoes on, maybe put your hand if you're feeling brave, take your gloves off and put your hand in the snow, and feel that sense of compression and coldness that is both protective and a little alarming. And if you don't live in a cold climate, you can do this in a different way, just in the comfort and warmth of your own home, by practicing muscle tension and release. So if you are feeling stuck, if you're feeling paralyzed, if you're feeling depressed and you want to get out of bed, really exaggerate that desire to be still and compressed. So hunch up your body tense your face as much as possible. Squeeze your hands into little tiny fists. I don't know how big your hands are. My hands are tiny, so my fists are also tiny. Um, but make yourself as small as possible and feel that tension. And then notice when it gets exhausting, how good it feels to release. And also that there might be parts of you that aren't ready to release. And that's okay. That's fine. That's where you're at right now. I love those. It's making me wish that we had more snow here. We had some we had some mighty snow about two weeks ago and in typical North Carolina fashion, it was gone in a couple of days, but it was so beautiful to be in. Um, I've spent most of my life up in Chicago and Vermont. Well, no, that's not true. I spent a lot of my time here, but before I was here, I was in very snowy places. Um, anyway, I just was grooving out on Karina's ritual stuff and it felt good. When I think about working with a spell in, in some kind of ritual form, uh, meditation comes right away for me. Um, a hush holds sounds like a, a very meditative uh, gesture of some kind. And But I kind of want to work with the paradox that I think is going to be woven through this whole year and, and really introduced in this spell, um, in the January spell which is to actually work with sound in order to find a place of silence or quiet. So that could mean ambient music. It could mean using your own voice in any kind of soothing or repetitive way or not soothing really. I mean, you can, you can really 
you know, I have a history of using um, really heavy metal in order to find that, uh, uh, like a calm inside my body because it kind of takes on the intensity and the charge. So it could be that you want to listen to some like raging music in order to finally feel settled inside of you. But I think my suggestion for this month would be to actually explore sound and to, to find out a way to find what kinds of sounds actually work as a container to help you feel quiet inside and do some, some inner journeying that, um, that might be harder to do when you're just up against the loudness of your own mind. And as you're working with the spell, it might be worth asking yourself what your hush is holding. Is it holding tension? Is it holding grief? Is it holding secrets? Are you holding your breath? Are you being held? And to think about that links as you look at this painting throughout the month, if you have your calendar up in your wall somewhere where you'll see it, when you look at that links to recognize that links as your nervous system protector, as a piece of you that is holding or that can be encouraged to let go if the conditions are safe. That brings us to a close for this first podcast. And I'll say that as Karina talks about examining what you're holding and maybe even where you're holding it, that just reminded me that along with this, if you're a Patreon supporter, you will be receiving an audio meditation uh, that I will be making for you um, that will give you another opportunity to have the sound, you know, the sound of my voice and, and some kind of container held for you to do some of that around, particularly around feeling held, right? You're looking at what you're holding, but hopefully that meditation will help you also feel held. I am super excited about this. I love the meditations that Joe writes on the blog every month. And I'm also someone who can't just read a meditation and then close my eyes and do it. So if you're like me and you want access to these spells that you can listen to and close your eyes and be guided into this kind of work, join us on Patreon for just a few bucks a month. You will have early access to all of our future podcasts, which will always be ad-free for you. And you'll also get these audio meditations, which are exclusive for Patreon. And if you haven't, if you haven't already oh, bought yes. our calendar this year, the 2021 calendar of small spells, Lee Hum and the Holler, for which this podcast is a compliment, um, go to our Etsy store. We still have some. This is unprecedented for us. For many, many years, we have been sold out by this time of year. But this year, we ordered extra just in case people like you did not get one yet. So it is Abacus Corvus Artwork at Etsy.com. Ah, let me spell that out for you. A-B-A-C-U-S-C-O-R-V-U-S-A-R-T-W-O-R-K dot Etsy, E-T-S-Y dot com. That's where they are. We've got like, how many do we have left, Joe? Like a few dozen? Oh, I mean, a few dozen dozen. <laughs> we ordered so many. A few dozen dozen. We ordered so many this year. Um, but that said, they are moving fast. They're doing that like January thing where people are like, I bought this calendar for other people in December and now I'm buying it for myself in January. So, um, I would recommend getting on it sooner. Yeah. And I got to say as much as I have loved selling out in the last few years, just because of that nice feeling it gives us to be like, we sold them all. I really, it's also heartbreaking when people have emailed us as they do every single year being like, wait, I didn't get it. This is so much better. Oh, no. Yeah. 
the so yeah the we ego, far prefer being able to tell you yeah there's an there's e- abundance there's an ego hit um when you sell yeah. out and there's also like an amygdala thing and i'd much rather just let go of the ego thing and <laughs> those are two parts of the brain right? yeah the ego and the amygdala <laughs> Oh goodness! Uh-huh. We are neuroscientists. Yeah, we, we are, are not we neuroscientists. Are neuroscientists. <laughs> if you remember nothing else from this podcast, remember <laughs> that we are not neuroscientists. So we are we are nerds, though. So we are definitely nerds, and we know that you're nerds too. That's why you've listened this long. That's why you're still hanging out with us. So come hang out with us again. Um, we will be releasing our next uh, podcast for February uh, in the first week of February. So not on the first day. Who can ever get anything done by then? But a few days after. And Patreon supporters will get it early. Yeah, just a few more things to know about what we are up to this month. I, in my astrology business, have my books open again. So if you have been wanting an astrology reading with someone who is trauma-informed, somatically inclined, queer-positive, witchy, all of the things, um, you can check me out at flaxandgold.com, F-L-A-X-A-N-D-G-O-L-D.com. And I'm also offering a few new astrology classes, one for absolute beginners and one for fairly advanced astrologers in training. The easiest way to check out all of my links in one place is just to go to my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Karina Dross. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, we would love it if you would rate or review this podcast. A new one like ours especially really relies on that to get more listeners, to help other people know this is worth listening to. And Joe, tell them where they can find us on Instagram. Oh, yes. You can find us at Abacus Corvus. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> any any other last thoughts? <laughs> nope. You guys are the best. I'm so glad to be doing this and can't wait to uh, record the meditation for y'all and do this again next month. At some point, we might have some th- something that we say at the end, but right now it's just going to be like, bye. Ta-da. Ta-da.